All right, we're live. Hey, what's everyone? Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker. This is WP Water Cooler, episode number one hundred and sixteen. Today, we're going to be talking about how to evaluate inexpensive WordPress hosting. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. We go in alphabetical order. So let's start with Chris Lemma. Hi there. I am Chris Lemma. I'm the CTO and Chief Strategist over at Crowd Favorite, and I run the North County San Diego WordPress Meetup. Awesome. Good to see you again, Chris. How about you, George? Hi, I'm George Stefanis. I'm a core contributor. I run the Jetpack team for Automatic and the Lancaster, Pennsylvania WordPress meetup. Awesome. What about you, Ryan? I am Ryan Sullivan. I founded WP SiteCare and just recently launched Flagship at flagshipwp.com. Very cool. Ship it. What about you, Say? You're trying to... <laughs> I'm trying to break the internet. <laughs> I, my name is Shay Reed. <laughs> I live inside a rainbow <laughs> party over here. And uh, I do stuff with WordPress, yo. Teach, preach, make, love, live WordPress. At Say Read Media on all the thingies. <laughs> awesome. What about you, Suzette? <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Suzette Frank, and I am a designer over at WebDev Studios. And I'm happy to be here. Sweet. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me Jason Tucker on Twitter, and I blog all about audio video stuff at WPmedia.pro. So, we're going to talk about inexpensive WordPress hosting today. You know, we've talked a lot about in recent episodes about um, uh, premium hosting and why you why you'd want to use premium hosting. And so, you know, sometimes premium hosting maybe too expensive, maybe you just haven't gotten to that point yet and you want to, you know, kind of work with something smaller and cheaper and easier, maybe. So let's, uh, let, let's go, let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what's, um, what are you guys using for cheaper type stuff and, and why would you be using that? I mean, what are okay. we thinking about cheaper? Are we talking like, uh, I assume we're talking just basically 10 bucks a month and less. Yeah, I think so. Well, uh, okay, so... Here's the thing. This is totally um, my topic because cheap slash inexpensive slash low cost. Uh, Save comes right to mind. Yeah, that's what, obviously. <laughs> no, um, that is what my clients are all dealing with. And interestingly, um, it's actually one of the selling points um, that you can have these kind of entry-level hosts with WordPress, you know, which is open source and free, as you should know. Um, and uh, that is actually a selling point when contrasting it to something like Squarespace, which, although there's less of a curve and it's more managed, it, it's more. So um, that's actually one of the, the kind of deal breakers for some of my uh, small business clients when they're talking about, we're trying to figure out which is the best option for them. So I know a lot of devs, um, WordPress devs specifically, knock cheap hosting, um, but I find it to be totally sufficient for most small business uses at a, you know, a certain level, and um, I think it's important as well for the survival there's of WordPress. There's a ridiculous number of sites on the Internet, uh, even that use WordPress, uh, with the ability to be changed consistently and new content added all the time that, that frankly, don't change, right? So, yeah. so uh, you know, I think you, it's easy to forget that, right? When you're, we're all sitting in this little huddle and everybody's talking about, well, I'm adding this and I'm connecting from GitHub and I'm doing this other work and I'm, you know, all these powerful things are doing, and yet you walk out into a, you know, a barber shop or you go into a dentist or you, you visit your mechanic and what happens? They paid someone to get a site up and they and they treat it, right, like a 
this is my billboard or this is my online presence and it's a brochure, right? And the thing doesn't change very much. And, and the if most the activity in it is just a content. Or blogging. Blogging does not vary necessarily. You know, if they're not generating Chris Lemma levels of traffic, you know, it doesn't really matter if they're blogging, you know. These these are starter sites for starter people. And, you know, they don't have a, a crazy um, a crazy traffic load. Right. And and so if a site isn't even changing, right? Um, if it's changing with a very small amount, a a simple a simple cache plugin configured on top of a you know a baseline inexpensive host may be all that a, a customer needs for a year or two right um, and so in that scenario walking around saying all the inexpensive hosts suck right is 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 silly right at the end of the day you have to be able to say um, look there's there are some that are worth looking at and so that drove the question that Jason and I were talking about last night which is how do you evaluate all the inexpensive hosts, right? How do you how do you compare them, and how do you what what is the decision criteria that you might want to use to make an effective decision for an inexpensive host? Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the collective of all the things that you're going to need in order to make something that's comparable to a you know more premium host, you may end up spending sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety bucks a month to keep that thing running. When you should have just never, never had that issue. Not with a single one of my clients. They don't have that problem. You guys, I think a lot of times because you guys run heavy sites, lots of plugins, that you forget. Even like Chris is saying, if it's not changing, but even if it is changing, but they're just they're not crazy image heavy. They don't have a lot of traffic. It's totally yeah. fine. It's not a problem. Like a lot of hosts are like that. But but there's a caveat here. GoDaddy has nothing to do with being cheap and everything to do with having really crappy server configurations. Okay, that is what the problem with GoDaddy is. It's not that, I mean, it may be that they have crappy server configuration because they're cheap. I don't know. GoDaddy, I have okay, had problem but, after problem after problem well, after problem. Their oh, WordPress-specific hosting plan isn't actually that bad. I was yeah, hold on. Hold on. I was going to say, hold, there, hold the horses. First of all, most people's experience of GoDaddy um, is 18 months. Super Bowl commercials. Is, is 18 months or older, right? We're talking about we have this kind of institutional experience and knowledge for the last five, six, seven years, and that's not necessarily saying I tried it out two weeks ago, right? I tried it out. I try it out almost weekly because I use it continually all the time with clients yes, who come but, into the uh, with built-in I use I helped someone with a builder site last week, guys. Okay? okay. Do not question my authority to comment on, on this. Even the people that are using that. it, right? Even the people that are using it weekly, if you're logging into an account that was created a year ago, that's different than creating an account two weeks ago. And on the WordPress side, right, I know because I just spun up one up two weeks ago. On the WordPress side, it was actually remarkably fast. So I was impressed by the configuration. It's all because of and, the and here's and here's the other thing to note, right? GoDaddy's one of the few that has a phone number you can call. And there are certain customers where that phone number is the only decision criteria they have, right? Where they're like, Can I call you? And if I have to make the choice between an inexpensive host where they have to call me 
or an inexpensive host where they get to call someone else, guess what I'm going to choose every time? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And I do the same thing because I can't deal with my clients outside of the business. That's the structure of the Small Business Development Center. Like, So they can't call me if they have a problem. So they have to call support, um, which is why I end up oftentimes hooking them up with folks like WP Site Care in the long run so that they can call him, and then it's his problem. Um, but that... The thing is about the managed WordPress hosting on GoDaddy is that it um, is actually the same as a lot of other isolated things. Like, you don't get anything with it. You just get that. So you lose the ability to have other stuff on your server. It's kind of like with, you know, WP Engine. Actually, not even, I don't remember if WP Engine does this, but basically your server's locked. That's all you get. You don't get email. You don't get um, anything else. You can't yep. put anything else on your server. And I don't. I don't think that's a healthy way to operate a website, personally. But that's just yeah. me. So just to give you a little bit of like context, you know, we, we manage several hundred sites and the majority, you know, over half are running on shared uh, shared whether it be Dreamhost, Bluehost, GoDaddy, you know, whoever whoever the company is. And um, you know, as far as GoDaddy specifically is concerned, a lot of their old stuff was garbage. They have not not just their managed product, but even their um, even their cPanel product they have now isn't like I've seen way way worse. Uh, and, and kind of back to a point that Chris started to make, you know, performance is important, but for a lot of small businesses, it's not the important thing. I mean, support is a huge uh, thing that needs, you know. Uh, that, that people should pay a lot of attention to as far as is this a good solution for me because timely support and you know being able to explain things in plain English as opposed to you know sending a client a log dump from their server uh, you know being able to do that is uh, is super important right yeah and the fact of the matter is there's a lot of extra considerations you'd have when trying to find a host for a client because I me mean, if the client is a nonprofit, charitable organization like a 501c3 or something, before even thinking, I'm going to suggest they take a look at DreamHost because DreamHost does a free shared server account nonprofit. They do, and that's awesome. I think more hosts should do that. I think that is just like the best thing that they do there. There's <laughs> for a lot of nonprofits that have cash flow problems, and they may not want to shell out 60 bucks or 120 bucks a year because everything they do is volunteer-based, they may not really be sustainable and able to keep paying out for that. That, yeah. said, that said, I will say that if a nonprofit or a, a for-profit company tells me that in terms of their ability to stay sustainable, that the $4 a month <laughs> uh, cost at, at SiteGround is too much for them, I say let's talk in general about sustainability for you because four times twelve, right, is less than fifty dollars a year. We're you know, if 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 you're on the border between fifty dollars or not in terms of being surviving for the next year. Yeah, we, you have other problems. We got other problems, right? <laughs> um, well, and, and and I get it, people you don't pay for things, you get that. You get yeah. that same level. Free is free, and free comes with not a lot of help, and I don't necessarily think that's sustainable for any business model, nonprofit or profit. They still need that support that Ryan was talking about, and, and, and that Chris was talking about, and that is the most important thing when you're talking about initial startup levels. That's what they need. Someone to talk to 
that can be like, you know, just fix this problem. Yeah. Especially yeah. if they're on their own, a lot of um, a lot of uh, newbies kind of can get themselves into trouble because they just, you know, they find the plugin repository and they're like, "Wee! Install all the plugins!" You know, and it's, it's like, free. it's free, and they're awesome. And this one says it does what I want it to do, and then you're like, "Oh!" Like they come back to the next meeting, I'm like, "What is all this? Where did you find this weird thing?" Like, and I'm really surprised that a lot of stuff that's actually approved to be in the repository sometimes. But still, they do that, and so they need someone to call and and say, "What did I do?" And then someone needs to tell them, "Well, you're an idiot." No, don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah, nobody nobody loves the whole "you're an idiot" part. But <laughs> being able to being able to email people and being able to call people are two of the biggest questions you should be asking about when you're looking at inexpensive hosts, right? If all you have is access to a knowledge base where you have to know the right words to say to be able to figure out your problem, that will never work, right? Because you don't know words, right? You, you're like the thingy that's working on the other page. Is not working. The thingy on the top and, of the other thingy is, yeah. is broken. And, and I mean, at, at that level, you're like, no, this isn't going to work. So GoDaddy has a phone number. Media Temple has a phone number. Uh, um, SiteGround has live chat, which to me is is actually pretty simple. SiteGround has live chat. SiteGround has email tickets. Uh, I think for some plans they have phone. Um, mm -hmm. And they, and SiteGround. SiteGround's awesome. I use them. I I haven't had any problems with them. I had to reach out to support once, yeah. and they were very responsive, and I got my my thing solved really quickly. Yeah, yeah. I've used SiteGround for, um, I stopped using HostGator after the, the EIG buyout because, you know, <laughs> they sucked. And um, I my go-to has been SiteGround, and they have a $3.95 a month special usually happening for the clients. So it's an easy buy and an easy try. They're like, sure, I'll buy the year and see if it works. You know, it's $9.95 regularly, but... Um, it's, it's worth it for them to try and see if it works. And the thing is about SiteGround server configuration is it works right away. The other cool thing about that is if you do, um, you register a domain and you also set up a site in the same thing, it'll be immediately available, which is so helpful as opposed to setting that up and then you're like, doo-doo-doo, can't touch my site, which is what happens with GoDaddy because they don't have the same, you know, IP address subdirectory thing going on. And SiteGround also so does we've, phone support, we've talked. We've talked a lot about support, but one thing I think we need to really talk about is backups. When what, considering backups, when you go to these companies, do they make backups? Some places make backups that are only available for 24 hours and then they're gone. So you really need to have something in place as your own backup and and find out what their host, what their backup policy is. I think yeah. that's super important. Another thing that it is really important the amount of storage that's available um, with with backups because a lot of times uh, if backups aren't configured properly well if, I mean at any rate backups are probably counting toward your storage quota that you get with your plan and so if it's an image heavy site like we see lots of uh, you know like food bloggers photographers that kind of thing their site you know their their storage becomes immediately filled up and they say well how come you know I'm only my site's only four gig but I have a ten gig plan well it's, yeah it's because your backup is Using that other half of you know the the available the storage you have available, so that's another thing. But you shouldn't be if you're making backups. You shouldn't be storing your backups on the same server that they're made from. There's you no should really be. That. But that's what some hosting yeah. companies do by default. That's all. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. I don't think, I don't recommendation. think any. I, I've never <laughs> actually seen a host. Um, auto backup that was worth its salt in anything because the main core thing about WordPress is that you have to have the database 
backed up. If you don't have the database backed up, great, you have your pictures, but that doesn't freaking matter. So, you know, a lot of hosts do a backup, and they say they do a backup, but they don't back up the database, and so you're kind of left holding the bag when you try to uh, restore, and you're like, oh, never mind, all the data is gone. But I have these pretty <laughs> pictures. That's great. Awesome. So, so just so we're clear, though, Ryan, Ryan was not recommending that the backups be placed on the same server. He was simply <laughs> okay. stating... You're okay. stating that several several hosting Sorry. plans do that, that automatically. It, they, yeah. He was suggesting that they do it automatically, which they do. Our recommendation across the board from everyone here is the whole point of having the backup is that you protect if your site goes down. Obviously, you can connect the dots here. If your site goes down and you can't even access your backups or your backups have been corrupted, then it's useless. So you want to use backups that are remote somewhere else on a different server and not taking up your website space. Um, and whether you're doing a backup buddy plug-in solution or whether you have a host solution, you Vault want to make press. Vault Press. Yeah. Vault Press is Vault really press. good. I use Vault Press. What, Love what, it. Whatever, whatever you're looking at, you want to make sure that your hosting provider can work with it, has the experience of doing it, and will do it in a way that you want to be able to test and make sure that it's it's solid. Another thing I should mention from Ryan's website over at WP SiteCare, Ryan actually <laughs> did. Uh, on, on WP SiteCare, if you do a search for um, uh, performance ho uh, WordPress hosting companies um, or compared, uh, you will find that article. Um, wrote it earlier this year, but he compared several different um, WordPress hosts, some of which are very inexpensive. Now, the comparison he did is on performance, and that may or may not be the thing that, that you want to use. But I find that if you've already looked at support, and, and figured out if they're responsive or delivering the right kind of channel that you want. If you've already looked at backups and making sure that's clear, then another, a third criteria you might want to really consider is performance. And so that article that he's written over there and all the comparison and the charts and everything else could be very helpful to you in figuring out, um, you know, who should, who should I talk to? Um, one question about that, though, and since I have you here, Ryan, I'll ask you. You compared <laughs> SiteGround's startup costs, you know, or startup plan with GoDaddy's deluxe plan, and those aren't the same level of plan. So wh what, how did you decide what you were comparing there? Uh, the, de the deluxe plan at the time was before their cPanel product actually existed. So this was like the old, the mm. what you would call maybe legacy GoDaddy. I haven't updated it um, with... The reason I the only reason I used the deluxe plan at GoDaddy at the time was because I had an account. So, uh, <laughs> really, that's the only reason. Uh, it still bombed out pretty hard. But that again, that was the legacy system. Um, we've done a lot more testing since then on um, their cPanel product, which is similar pricing. Actually, I don't think they really even increased prices, um, and it's way better. Uh, they yeah. have they have 512 meg of dedicated RAM, which for shared hosting is pretty phenomenal. I mean, that's total nerd speak, but it it is a nice, they, they allocate a nice amount of resources for their shared hosting. I actually asked, um, had a client who signed up for GoDaddy um, a while back. This is kind of to your point, Chris. Uh, they signed up for a while back, and then I um, told them to at, call and ask to be upgraded to new servers um, because they were on, they were having problems and, you know, it could very well be someone on their server. And GoDaddy uh, just said no, which is really... Um, <laughs> Interesting, because usually they don't. Usually, they're like, sure, no problem, whatever. You know, if you ask, but they just told her no, they weren't going to move her. So I thought that was really interesting. 
So it, there's an old configuration. There's 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 always a lot of nuance to those yeses and nos, right? Because um, you can call you can call you know uh, WP Engine and ask them to change, and nine out of ten times they'll say yes, and one time they'll say no, and when they and then you, when you dig in deeper. You're like, oh, I told, yeah, no, don't do that, right? There's sometimes it's it's even a protection move, right? Because you're like, put me on a new server, and you're like, ah, for what your site's doing, I don't think you want to do that. Um, and every every site is different, and that's part of the challenge. Um, but um, what Say is talking about is absolutely accurate. Uh, if you're using a GoDaddy account, if you got GoDaddy configured uh, years ago, and you've been running on it. You may want to look at some of the new offering, uh, whether you call them directly and make a change or whether you do a change through a new account. Um, you may discover a very different GoDaddy than what was there before. Um, the nice thing about GoDaddy, uh, the nice thing about SiteGround, the nice thing about uh, InMotion Hosting, several of these, is that when your site starts growing or starts getting bigger, um, again, GoDaddy just rolled out some new stuff in their pro services, which are... Uh, VPS products that are also really fast. Um, SiteGround has you know higher end, bigger bigger products, and and uh, and in motion hosting you can scale up, and all, all of these guys, right? There's a handful of these players that can take you from 200 visits a day or 50 visits a day, and suddenly you get to 3,000 visits a day, and you start going, wait a minute, I have to change everything. Certain hosts can actually handle that scale with you. Um, better than others, right? So you want to ask about that. You want to talk through that and find out, you know, and, what does it cost if can I have to make a change? And some hosts can more comfortably handle that surge if you can let them know about it in advance. Yeah. <laughs> and that's actually, that's one of the reasons I prefer um, this site, like SiteGround or, you know, one of those sites that can scale like that is because if you're on, for example, the GoDaddy WordPress managed hosting and you do have a site peak or something like that, they can't move you in the same way. They can't upgrade your system in the same way because you're on this locked system. So I, I think it's really important to preserve to preserve that flexibility. Uh, one other thing that, I've, <laughs> that a lot of folks don't really consider when starting folks out, a lot of it is always going to depend on what the client's actual needs are. But if they don't need like an e-commerce system, if they don't need a lot of uh, custom stuff. Uh, one thing I've talked to some people that have started experimenting with is actually launching just like business placard informational sites with a contact form on WordPress.com instead of a self-hosted. Um, less to manage okay, and never to worry about security exploits. WordPress.com, I love it. I love the new business thing. It is a, a world unto itself, and it is not the same. It is actually really confusing to people because there's people you should follow, and there's all this other stuff. There's different screens. I, I feel that that is a real detriment to having your site, especially a business site, on WordPress.com because it's actually more confusing instead of simpler, which is well, building the not ecosystem. the point. Well, but, yeah, that's but, what I mean. It's in the ecosystem, and the ecosystem itself doesn't come with an explanation as to what's going on, and so people get in there, and, this, and they're like, where's where's my site? What's all this stuff? What so, are we doing? So I, think it, I think it depends on, on business and business transitions, because I have worked with some customers where they literally were in the very early phases of their world where they were just trying to figure out if they were going to do this or not, right? And most of it was offline, right? They're, they're a professional service kind of consultant, whether they're doing interior decorating or whatever else, but they don't have any material for a site, right? They're literally creating a, a billboard 
and going to WordPress.com made perfect sense for them, right? It was free. You put it up. You put their contact information. You put their photo. You put a couple of things, and you're done. No need to do anything else. When that person was ready to spin up a site, they left WordPress.com, and they moved their site somewhere else, and that, again, made perfect sense. But compare that to someone who's a real estate agent who starts by blogging on their WordPress.com site and then decides they want to move to getting IDX listings on their site and so they have to move off but now they have problems with analytics they have problems with you know you know what are the what are the plugins that didn't used to work that now need to work and all that configuration and it's a harder transition so it comes down to what George started with which is based on what they need right That's I, I totally agree, and you have to have the, the overall structure, and that includes things like: do they need email? Do yeah. they, you know, do they have a backup? Do they, you know, do, or you know, Dropbox? So they can do like a free Dropbox. That you have to look at what they need and where they're at. That's yep. absolutely accurate. I also want to say one little point on the real estate thing. So I don't know a lot about real estate, but I have some real estate clients. So I had to search um, for some plugins, WordPress plugins for real estate. Guess who popped up? Oh, that's right, Chris Lemma. I was like, oh, I guess I'll just look at this article because it's Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind, of just echo, <laughs> kind of just to echo what some other people have been saying, you know, one of, the, one of the more frustrating things for me is to see blanket recommendations for hosting companies. Mm -hmm. I try to really avoid that because we, we get in this, we get in that kind of rut and when the first step should always be asking questions, not making a recommendation, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. I totally so, agree. Here's a blanket yeah. recommendation, though, right? I'm about to roll one out. Blanket <laughs> recommendation. I'm, I'm, I'm about to roll out one right now. Here it is, okay? Don't make blanket Snuggie. recommendations. If you, if you choose, if you choose to go with inexpensive hosting, right? And I'm talking about real inexpensive, so uh, seven, eight dollars or less, right? If you're going that that rate, and suddenly you realize my host doesn't provide phone you know phone support or I can't get certain hours to help me tweak things or I have certain questions what you can do is keep your keep that hosting there if that's really doing what it needs to do you don't have high performance needs on the server it's doing it for you you know <laughs> and you can hire a company like WP Sitecare yeah. to come alongside you across any host that's why I can make this blanket statement across any inexpensive host and they can come alongside you and help you. They can hold their hand, your hand and they can help you figure out how to solve certain problems. Am I right? Hold your hand and the host hand and bring you together. We oh. love to hold hands. Um, I do want to make one point about super cheap, um, super cheap hosting. Um, inexpensive is inexpensive, the word. Sure. So a little, little fun tip. If you're on SiteGround, which I use a lot, so you, you fill out the hosting form and you fill out a few of the fields in the top, like the name and the email, and then you close the window, you'll get a pop-up and SiteGround will say, wait, don't go. We'll give you our hosting for $2.95 a month. <laughs> there you go. Thing. Works every time. And now you have $2.95 a month hosting for a year. So get on that site ground, please don't take that away. I love it. Makes makes super duper. I'm like, look, I know this. I know this. Hey, are you wearing? Are you wearing your site ground socks today? No, but I have the sunglasses. Um, but that's. I mean, that's cool. I mean, it's not as cool as jetpack snow, but you know, whatever. You know, I don't know. I'm gonna turn it yellow for you. I I don't know if you know this. There's a rumor. There's a rumor that the jetpack guys are starting to work on colors of snow. 
Hexadecimal snow for the win. RGB, <laughs> at least one with some type of little bit of a shadow to it, so the white background websites. Yeah, the hexagonal it. snow. <laughs> so wait, snowflakes, asterisks. Is that yeah, little snowflakes? Inexpensive hosting is not necessarily the wrong I, the wrong thing to do. It sometimes is the right thing to do, but it is still very important to make a comprehensive decision that takes into account your plans, where you're at with your business, um, what and what kind of support you need. I think those are the main the main things that you need to think about. And, um, and where you're going. And, yeah. Well, that's your that's your plans. That's that part. Um, so where you're going, where you're at. And um, you know support and your needs in that. Where you're going, aspect. if it's scalable, that's pretty important too to make sure it's right. Scalable. And that's actually one of the main um, separators when I'm recommending WordPress to clients as opposed to something like Squarespace because you can scale and you don't have to swap a whole system. Which is you know you can just it can grow with you and your host can grow with you if you're on the right host. So you can start small like a little seed and grow into a giant tree. And and folks in case you missed it. <laughs> <laughs> in case you missed it, at some point during this show, I said that Say was accurate, in which <laughs> and uh, and and I want you to know that um, that does happen. It happens. It happens Sometimes. once every. What 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 show number is this? Oh man, this is 116. <laughs> I just decided to start reading 116 shows. It, it, it happens once every 116 shows, so you never know when the next one's going to come, right? So this happened before, and I never tweeted it. I just, you know, kind of reveled in it, and then today I decided to go public yeah. uh, with that with that information, and you so, know, I'm never going to say I'm right again. Ever. Roughly, just roughly, so once every your 60 shows, apparently, <laughs> you get to. Sometimes well, folks, I'm righter than others. What are you going to do? is about it for today. So make sure you go over to our website, wpwatercooler.com, click on the links there and subscribe. If you're watching us on YouTube, look for the little thumbs up button. It's usually in the corners there. Click on that thing and like us there. Thank next you very week, much for watching let us. It, next week, let it snow with jetpack and snow machine. <laughs> exactly. Snow machine. Right. Let it snow. Bye-bye.